Hey guys, welcome to the Ambitious Agent Podcast, where we give you information that you can use right now, right here today, that can help you make some money in your business. Guys, today's episode is going to be short and sweet. I'm going to get straight to the point. Today, I want to talk about SEPs, special election periods. I'll tell you, so far this year, there has not been anyone that I have not been able to enroll because I could not find an SEP. I tend to do a lot of reading and look up all the loopholes because I hate to pass up on business. Now, obviously, if there's someone that you can't enroll right now, you can always keep their information because there may be a SCP that pops up later on in the year, or you can add them to the list of folks that you need to call back and get enrolled during AEP. But what if you find yourself in a situation where you need to enroll somebody now? There, You want to get them enrolled now. What can you do? I'm not going to go through all the SCPs, but I'm going to go through some of the ones that I kind of go down the line with uh, when I'm trying to figure out how I can get someone set up to start their plan next month. So, of course, we all know of the five star SCP. I'll tell you, that is the SCP that I use the least. Here in Houston, we do have a five-star plan with uh, Kelsey Care, and I believe United Healthcare has some five-star plans in some of the surrounding counties. But it is, it is. I don't. I have not used a five-star election period, a five-star SEP at all this year. Usually, when I'm sitting down in front of someone and you know I'm asking questions to try to find out if there's an SEP that can be used, I ask, of course, some of the common ones: Do they have Medicaid? Do they have low income subsidy or get extra help? A lot of times folks aren't sure. They may say no, but I always check, especially if I'm sitting with someone. And sometimes I can kind of, based on other questions that I ask them, I can kind of tell that they probably are receiving extra help and they just don't realize it. A lot of folks think that if all my medications aren't free, the government isn't helping me. And of course, we know that's not the case, right? There are levels to this when it comes to the amount that your medications will cost if you are receiving extra help. So if someone tells me no, I always double check anyway. For me, a few of the ways that you can check, you know, fortunately, a lot of the carriers now have ways that you can check to see if someone uh, has Medicaid or low income subsidy. And you can check to see if that uh, election period has been used for that quarter. Uh, I tend to go to United Healthcare. That's just my go-to on Jarvis. It's just easy, you know, simple to get to to do the the Medicaid check to see if they have low income subsidy. So I always tell them, well, okay, great. Let me go ahead and get your Medicare card, your date of birth. You know, let's go ahead and just look that up anyway. You know, I tell them I always like to double check. I like to be thorough, so I always look that up. And of course, I'm sure many of you may know that if you don't have their Medicare number, you can always use their Social Security number as long as you have the address that they have on file with CMS, and you can use that to look things up and see if they have low income subsidy. Also, now, what if I look it up and it they don't have low income subsidy? They're not getting Medicaid. I always ask folks their income. Always, I always want to know how much money you make because you may qualify for it and you've not applied for it yet. So I ask their income, if their income is low enough, then here in Texas, not sure how it works in every other state, but the application for low income subsidy is simple and sweet and they will get an answer within 14 days. So if I find that their income is low enough, I may just go ahead and do the application right quick. I have it saved on my computer. You can do it online here. Just quickly do the application, send it in. 
um, I'll still go over the plan benefits with them while we await the decision. So that's one one thing that I do to kind of help get around the SCPs while I'm trying to figure one out. Also, I'll ask them, hey, do you have COPD? Are you a diabetic? Do you have a heart condition? Any type of lung problems, end-stage renal disease. So it's important. Whatever area, whatever county or parish that you work, definitely understand and know which chronic plans are available in your area. Never forget about those chronic plans and make sure you understand all of them and what it takes to be to get a yes to be enrolled in those chronic plans. And I'll give you an example. So with the heart plans, you know, somebody don't have to have had a heart attack. They don't have to have congestive heart failure, uh, atrial defibrillation and all of that. If they're just taking a blood thinner, if they're just taking warfarin, that can get them a yes and get them enrolled in the heart plan. So make sure that you understand all the little caveats with the chronic plans that are in your area, because for some of them, it doesn't have to be anything major. It could just be that they have fluid buildup in their legs and they've never had a heart attack before, but that's one of the questions that qualifies them here in Texas on one of the heart chronic plans that qualifies them for the heart plan. Now we have a couple of companies, insurance companies here that offer chronic plans and both of them have different sets of questions. Some of the questions are identical, but one company, they have an exhaustive list of questions that will get this person a yes, that will get this person approved for the heart plan. So look at each of the chronic plans, look at all of the questions, all of them, because like I said, for some, some of them, it's as simple as having fluid build up in your legs. It's something as simple having your doctor tell you that you need to lose weight, you know, put you on a weight loss program, really simple questions that a lot of times can help you get a person enrolled in a chronic plan. I also asked them, have they moved in the last 63 days? That's just a good question to ask. And then last but not least, what I do go to is um, FEMA. I go and look on FEMA's website at the declared disasters. If you go to www.fema.gov forward slash disaster forward slash declarations, that's where you can look at the declared disasters. And you can look them, they have them categorized by type of disaster. They're also categorized by state. Then you can drill down even further and look at the counties or the parishes. I do that often. As a matter of fact, I just did that recently with someone who was a dual. He got switched and they used that dual election period that we know we can only use once a quarter for the first three quarters of the year. He needed to be back on that specific dual plan for a myriad of reasons. His doctors was only accepting like a couple of companies. That was one of them. His doctor's office, the his primary care doctor, his specialist only accepted one particular plan. His primary care office, they had five that they accepted, but those same five, his specialist didn't accept. So we really needed to get him put back on the plan that he had. Well, what I had to do was go to FEMA's website and I looked to see if there were any declared disasters in our area. And lo and behold, I had no idea that since July 8th, we've been in a drought. I said, well, 
let me look and see if the county is here. Sure enough, our county was there too. So I reached out to the insurance company. I'm like, hey, did you guys know that we were in, FEMA has declared this county a disaster area? Are you guys accepting an SCP for that? They were like, well, what's the SCP? So I sent that over to them. Um, but we had to use my regional manager. My regional manager was like, yeah, yep, we'll take it. Go ahead and submit it. Let me know. Give me the name, the date of birth, the Medicare number of this, this client. Once you submitted the app, they'll approve it. Sure enough, you guys, it got approved. So I, just because an insurance company does not announce that there is an SEP in your area. I don't know if, if they overlook it or I, I don't know how that really goes from the top down, but always do your due diligence. It's been more than one occasion that I've gone on FEMA's website and I've seen that the particular county that I'm trying to get a person enrolled in is in the middle of a disaster. None of us had a clue. We never got any emails about it. And it almost seemed like it was news to the insurance company too. Use that. Now, there's certain insurance companies that you can work with a little bit easier than others when it comes to declaring using declared disasters. Some insurance companies are going to say, well, the only way we're going to let you use this declared disaster is if the most recent SCP that could have been used wasn't used. So, for example, let's say it's April. We just got out of OEP. I got a client who during OEP, they did change their plan. Now we're in April and they're, they're like, I don't like this plan anymore. I want to switch to another one. Let's say we ha- there was a, a tropical storm and there's been an SCP since the beginning of the year. You got two different type of insurance companies you're going to be dealing with. You're going to have one company that's going to say, okay, we will approve this application using the disaster SCP only if during OEP, that client did not use that election period. If that client used their OEP election period, they can't use the SCP election period because the rule says you can only use the disaster election period if you didn't use your previous one. Now, that's one type of insurance company you're going to deal with. You got another insurance company who's going to say, I don't care. We we got an SCP. I don't care whether they use it during OEP or not. We're using this SCP and we're going to approve it. So that kind of depends. I know for my area and the, the insurance companies that we have here that offer uh, plans, I know which ones that I can go to depending on if that person used their previous SCP, whichever the last closest one was, or if it was a dual and they already used a dual SCP. I know which companies I can go to and one's going to say, no, they already used their dual SCP. They can't use the disaster also. Then there's another company that says, yeah, we'll go ahead and take that disaster SCP, even though they use a dual one. That'll work. So make sure that you just call and just ask member services, just ask it, not member services, but the back office, ask them so you'll know which company you can go to. One last thing, one last loophole that I feel most agents don't know about that I want to mention that I also have used is, did you know that if you have a beneficiary that you're sitting in front of, there are no SCPs. You have exhausted. You went through every question. And there are no SCPs that you can use in their area. What you start doing is going down the line and asking about their relatives. Hey, do you have any relatives that live in any other uh, states and counties? Why am I asking that? 
Because if they have a relative that they depend on who helps them make decisions with their insurance and that relative lives in a county or a parish that has been declared a disaster area, you can use that relative's SEP for where you are and in the other area because, you know, you can check off the SEP and a lot of the applications at the bottom, they'll have other or there's a place where you can put a note. You put the note that, hey, my client depends on his sister to help make insurance decisions. Well, his sister wasn't able to help him with his insurance decision because she's in a declared disaster area. They just had a snowstorm and the SEP is still going on right now. Put the city, the state and the parish or county submit the application. So, you guys, I just wanted to give you a little bit of bite sized information that you can use today. I hope you find this helpful and I will catch you on the next round. Mm-hmm.